Thanks for tuning in to The Happiness Playbook, a podcast where we explore the why and how of happiness. I'm your host, Neil Hooper, and I just wanted to remind you that life is a team sport, so let's play together. We have a very special episode for you today. The holidays are upon us. Those in the U.S. have a potentially big event coming up. Depending on stay-at-home orders in your city or state, um, you may be considering Thanksgiving or a trip to be with family. But whether it's Thanksgiving or just being with family, this is a time of the year where everyone is looking forward to family gatherings. And in a very potent way, this is game day. Every time we have a big family gathering or we are around individuals and and sharing together, it is game day for our relationships. So what happens over the holidays can impact your relationships in a big way. And even for years to come, there can be impacts and outcomes based on these experiences and these gatherings. So today we are going to go over your family gathering game plan, or if you're in the States, particularly your Thanksgiving dinner game plan, the big game, who will get the wishbone? Who will make the stuffing, fresh cranberry sauce or jelly? Will Uncle Harold bring up politics? What will happen? Find out now on this episode of The Happiness Playbook. For today's highlight reel, before we jump into our topic, I wanted to share some audio from one of our listeners who applied play theory as a father and what the result was. You're going to hear the voice of Caden Jacobs describing a conversation he had with his son Porter, who was afraid to fly on a plane for Thanksgiving. Let's hear what he said and how it went. Also, I just got to tell you uh, about the Happiness Playbook it was talking about validating what our kids say. After listening to that, later that day, I was talking with Porter. And we had plans to fly to California to visit Susie's family for Thanksgiving. And Porter had been terrified of flying. I asked him why he was scared to fly on the plane. And he actually told me it was because he was scared the plane would turn upside down, the top would come off, and we'd all fall out. Pretty scary especially for a four-year-old. I just took the time to you know, validate his, his fear, you know, that I understand his fears. And that the first time I flew, I was scared too. And I, I just took the extra time, you know, to help him know that I understood. And afterwards he said, you do understand, Daddy, you do. Anyway, that was just a really special experience that he understood that I understand his, his fear. That's led to other conversations where now he said he's actually excited to fly. Anyway, I just wanted to to share that. Oh man, what a cool story. And I love that because the power of play theory as a parent is very potent. Validation and understanding of your children, their fears, wants, and even their tantrums when they manifest in that form. As hard as it may be, paying attention to those things, validating and being present with them will pay dividends in the long run for your relationship with your children. And I'm speaking from personal experience here uh, as a father of three and, and how important that is to be present with your children and validate their concerns and their wants. Thank you so much for sharing, Caden. I hope you all have a very safe flight 
and that the top of your airplane is secure and that there are no barrel rolls conducted during your flight. But uh, I look forward to hearing more stories about the application of play theory in your life. So hit us up, shoot us a note, post on the website on the episode. Let us know how things are going. Speaking of how things are going, it is time to return and report on our goal to sweep the earth with happiness and positivity. So we have some work to do, people. I did want to share a note we got from one of our friends from South Africa. Victor told us, I try and share the episodes I've listened to on my Facebook page and send links to a few of my friends' inboxes on Facebook too. I like to be in the background, so I hope I'm helping. I'll try to get more time to finish this episode. Victor, you are helping, and thank you for sharing the love. You are now our MVP on the Pro League, so keep it up, and all of you who are sharing the love, let us know about it so we can give you a shout-out. We want to increase our reach, and we want to get into the top 20% of podcasts, and we're on our way, but we got some work to do to close the gap. Okay, so back to the conversation. Now, again, the holidays are upon us. Family gatherings in some form or another are going to be happening, whether that's virtually or in person. And let's be honest, there are a few potential conversational landmines you might encounter during this time and season. And we're going to go over a few plays today that you can use in order to overcome any potential uh, explosive conversations and maintain healthy relationships with your loved ones. Well, it's that time of year again, a time for thanks and a time for feasting. Let's see what our Thanksgiving table has in store for us this year. Okay, so what we're going to do here is highlight a few high stakes scenarios you might find yourself in and then give you the step by step play to navigate them. Our first high stakes situation is the subtle jab at your parenting. Ooh, for all you parents out here, you've probably felt this one. For our lineup on this play, we have feisty grandma, passive son in the blue jersey, and defensive daughter-in-law. But off on the sidelines, for now, we have grandson, the peacekeeper. Very important role for this play. So, let's see how things are going. So, where's my favorite granddaughter? She's at her boyfriend's this Thanksgiving, Mom. No child of mine would ever get away with that. I know you're not saying that we're bad parents. Is that what your mama trying to say? You're trying to say that we're bad parents? You see how your son turned out? Oh, things are heating up here in the first quarter. We've had a direct attack on parenting and tensions are rising. What should we do? So, here's the play. It's important to remember that in any conversation, the one asking the questions is driving the direction of the discussion and where it heads. A well-placed question can redirect toward more agreeable topics and diffuse the tension. Thankfully, Peacekeeper Grandson comes in with an interception right in the nick of time. Let's go back to the play. How was Sunday Mass, Grandma? Mass was wonderful. We should all go as a family next week. 
All right. Peacekeeper grandson coming in clutch right when we need him. Fires over the middle, intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. This is an important tactic because a great question is so powerful, and especially if you can tactfully bring up something that everyone is on the same page with. Now, religion may or may not do that for you. However, you get the idea here. So he intercepted. The play was saved. But that's not the only situation we're going to find ourselves in. We got lots more. So next up, we're going to introduce Uncle Rob, the know-it-all also known as the prescriber. On the other side of the field, we have the unsuspecting college student. Let's see how the conversation's going. My favorite nephew. How's it going? Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks how so much. How you doing? Oh, good. I've just kind of been working on... Just still in school? Yeah, no. How are so you liking that? It's been really good. I mean... Uh, what are you majoring in again? Oh, you know what yeah, you I mean, should do? BIS. Have you heard of BIS? My son does BIS. He makes over 70K a year. I think you can do better than coding. Have you thought about med school? I think you'd love, you'd be good at law school. Don't settle for your undergraduate degree. Most people tell you it's worth it, but it's not. So do you have a job lined up? I think you have way more opportunities. I don't think you should settle. I think you can be better. What are you doing with your life? Where are you living? Your roommates are already working. What's going on? What's happening? <laughs> we have all been there before. Oh, if you find yourself stuck in a conversation with Uncle Rob or a me monster or really any conversation that's not going anywhere and that common ground is not likely to be found, there's a few things you can do. So here's the play. You can always try the redirect play that we mentioned in the last scenario and ask a question to drive the conversation in a different direction. But if that's not working, you might need to drill a little deeper into your toolbox. Another approach is reflective listening, which can build that common ground and give you a chance to contribute to the conversation and drive it in a different direction that way. In this conversation here, you could say something like, wow, sounds like BIS is a promising field. I've done lots of research on various degrees and would love to share some of the things I learned about what I'm studying. You know, that gives you an in maybe to uh, contribute and be able to drive the direction of the conversation. And last but certainly not least, in a situation like this, you can always have the escape plan play in your back pocket. This is very easy to do. Before you even begin a conversation, you can mention something that is going to take you away from the conversation at a future point. So before you even start talking, if you know you got Uncle Rob and he's, uh, he's cornered you, you can just say something like, Oh man, hey, I got a call to take here in a bit, but I'm so excited to catch up. Or something like, I'll need to be helpful in the kitchen in a bit, but I'm so happy to see you, man. What's going on? When the moment arrives and you need to get out of there, just bring up that pre-planted escape route. Oh man, hey, I got to go check on the potatoes or, oh, hey, you know what? I better go take that call, you know, whatever it was. And, and now you can stay for as long or as little as you like and know there is a way out. It's also worth noting you can always use the bathroom to break free from a gridlocked conversation as a last resort. So there you go. Now, next up is the big one. There are certain topics that are emotionally charged that are almost destined to create tension. And we need to make sure we have a firm, solid game plan for these topics. What are those topics? We got religion, we got politics. We got money. We got family drama. Anytime these things come up, it's a foul. 
some families even have ground rules for topics that are off the table, that are off limits. Um, but even if they have those in place, sometimes the conversations wander. And you know what? You got to be ready for them when they happen. So here are some key plays for you in these dire and high stakes conversations when these topics come up. Some of the key players you might encounter during these conversations include the following. You got Bentley Greenhammer, the narcissist. Aunt Terry, the passive aggressive. Uncle Harold, the conspiracy theorist. Cousin Martha, the peacekeeper. Gail Misty, the diffuser, or also known as the strategic comedian. You got Timmy, the complimenter. Aunt Gertie, the overly accommodating host. And Chongo Holmes, the negotiator. He's the one that usually navigates all of the tense situations. So you might find any combination of these players. Here's what you're going to do. Okay, first off, you've just got to look outward. So one of the most important, and I'm going to say perspectives to go in these conversations with, is to make sure that you are understanding that we see the world as we are, not as the world is. That's a quote by Stephen Covey. It's important to remember and even tell yourself that, you know, my fill in the blank, my dad, mom, cousin, uncle, whatever, makes these comments because they see the world as they are. And it's important that you inform yourself where others are coming from. And and remember, they may not value the perspective you have, but that's because of their upbringing, their beliefs, their experiences. They are uniquely them, and they've had all of these um, outside influences that have impacted their perspective. So very important to make sure you're looking outward in that regard and that you are being compassionate. The next play for these high stakes situations is the humor bomb diffusing play. Okay, this is, and this really is let go and play, right? But it's important that we we don't take offense and use humor to diffuse these potentially damaging conversations. Now, this can be hard and you don't want to be insensitive, but to the degree to which you can wield humor and diffuse the tension that way, you are going to be able to take that as a reset, right? You can throw in a joke or something funny or reincorporate a family, you know, story that everyone remembers and that'll give you an opportunity instead of going around and around in circles and, you know, if things are getting really nasty, humor can be a huge help uh, to, to really do that reset. Now, we're discussing plays, but I want to point out a few fouls as well, okay? When these topics come up, you will always get a penalty flag if you fall into these traps. First foul is the always never foul. Okay, this is the trap of imperatives. As soon as you dig your heels in and you, you start using these uh, always never type language, this this is just a penalty flag. You don't want to do that because you're going to be removing the middle ground and you're going to be further polarizing the conversation. So first foul is the always never foul. And that's like fourth down, ball goes to the other team. That's really bad. The next foul is defensive posturing. This foul is really hard because we're very susceptible to that when we feel attacked. We're not going to open up to truth um, and we're going to be valuing safety more than truth. 
And so really putting on that defensive posture, that is a foul because that, again, that further polarizes the situation and it eliminates that middle ground and that, um, that validation. All of that's diminished. So we got to avoid the imperatives that always never foul. And we got to avoid the defensive posturing foul. Another important play, if things are getting really crazy and you can feel your emotions getting out of control, is the be present play. Okay? If you can feel your temperature rising and things are getting heated, get mindful. Okay? Reground in the moment. And again, you can engage your senses. You can just, you know, do feel you can just touch the texture of the chair you're on if you're eating food you can do mindful eating and really pay attention to the different flavors but as you reground in the moment this is going to allow you to get through without saying something you're going to regret or letting your emotions boil over so remember the be present play very important in these dire situations and now the greatest play this is the hail mary the validation play doesn't matter what situation you're in, the validation play can help you. In a conversation, and especially in heated conversations, practice saying the word yes. Then add more to whatever part of the statement you can agree with. We talked about this play in our Why Can't We Be Friends episode about civil discourse, but we're going to bring it back here because it's very relevant. So again, you can say something like, Yes, the election is very important, and I'm confident we both want the best scenario for all involved. You don't have to agree on which scenario, but literally you're saying yes. Then validate something that was offered before stating your thoughts. This is, again, just the Hail Mary if it's a... if it's an emotionally charged topic, if it's a good topic and you both have that common ground already, validation is the Hail Mary. So keep that in mind. Here's a bonus play that I'm going to mention as well. Just have some photos on your phone. And in any moment, if you want to just connect, if you want to diffuse a situation with tension, just pull out your phone and show some pictures of some of the things that you've done. This is also a very good play to have in your back pocket. And it's uh, very easy to reconnect, show them pictures of your family, what you've been up to, any trips you've done. This is just uh, a no-brainer to really connect and diffuse tension. All right. I'm so grateful. And this time of Thanksgiving, again, here in the U.S., we're getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving. And it's impossible to not feel gratitude for everything you have. And I am so grateful for these principles of play theory, but especially for you, our listeners who tune in, who give us feedback, who tell us how the principles are changing their lives. And that is why we do this. If I was just talking into a mic for my own benefit, I'll tell you right now, I would have stopped a long time ago. But I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for the stories we hear. I'm so grateful for what we have, that we have a platform to share and connect on, and that we have the ability to learn and grow and develop and connect with others. Truly, happiness is a skill, and I'm grateful for the opportunities to develop that skill. And life truly is a team sport, and I'm so grateful for you being on the same team and that I get to play with you. So thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that we can take some of these plays and use them to connect 
to diffuse tension and to make the world a better place and charge forward in our conquest of happiness and optimism. As always, if we've benefited your life in any way, we hope you'll look outward and send us some love and leave a five-star review on iTunes. We are building that community of positivity promoters and want you to be a part of it. So Facebook, website, head over there, join the conversation and let us know what you think. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Happiness Playbook brought to you by Play Theory. It was so fun discussing these uh, ideas to connect and to diffuse tension. And I hope that you will enjoy any family gathering that you are going to have here in the next few weeks. It is a very special time of the year, and we are grateful to be with you during this special season. So remember that happiness is a skill and that life is a team sport. Catch you next week.